Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 134 and it is Tuesday, August 28, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What up, y'all? Yes, indeed, man. We are back. Last week of August and it is hot. It's blazing out there. Yeah, it's hazy as fuck, man. Let me adjust this mic. Yeah. Did that before we started. Yeah, it was like it's hazy as hell. Mm. Like, just it, I don't know. The sky just looked kind of weird to me, and I was just like, that it was a high tide out at the beach, and I'm just like, this is gross. Yeah. Like, uh, would you say this is perfect beach weather, or is it too hot for that? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's doable. Yeah. But, but man, going outside is just—it's uh, a slog. Like, like even if you just took a like a ten-minute walk outside, you that would that would be some good exercise for the day. Get to lose a pound or half a pound. Yeah, and uh, and tomorrow's gonna be even hotter on Wednesday. Another ninety-five degree day. Yeah, but you know, stay hydrated, y'all. You gotta—that's what we gotta do. Uh, Kyle Chapman, thank you for joining us, uh, and also big shout-outs to you, my friend, as well as Eddie and Brian for the UWO podcast. Uh, They're on Twitter now. They are on Twitter. Follow them at UWO401. Yeah, man. Yeah, doing big things in the uh, Twitter sphere. Uh, Yeah, last week, and also big shout-outs to Adrian as well. Had a crazy chat when it came to WrestleMania. Well, not WrestleMania. Wrestling, SummerSlam, and NXT Brooklyn, which is NXT NXT's WrestleMania, basically. And listen, my my cousin told me she's like, I caught you guys, and like y'all was just lit. <laughs> yeah, man. Like there was one point at the towards the end of the episode where Eddie and and Adrian were just, were just going at each other. I just looked at the camera, like, yeah, that's that. that Dude, was you still on the show? I was still on the show. No, like <laughs> I listened back at it, and I was just like. Where the hell's Victor? <laughs> <laughs> I know, cause like you know, when you have when you have four spirited people, like passionate people, on when it came to wrestling, I knew I was like, you know what, I'm gonna let them have most of the airtime. Just, just go, go crazy, make it happen. And you know, um, you know, and, and and you know, Kyle was overdue because you know, for the like a couple episodes, you know, we it was like handicap matches. Like he was the lone Roman Reigns fan, and he had some much needed support. You know, he had the big dog. You know, uh, fan Adrian, the ultimate big dog fan, have, having his back. Woof. Yep, the big pup, the biggest puppy in the kennel, <laughs> biggest puppy in the litter. Uh, who is the current Universal Champion? Who needed backup, just like Kyle? Yep. Who? Who? Yep. Right there. Right there. <laughs> Boom. Just like Kyle. Just just like Kyle. Like Roman needed backup. You know, <laughs> he needed backup. And uh, yeah, but it was it was cool, man. And, uh, and he's gonna be so pissed at me for that. <laughs> you know, and you know what? While we're talking about the wrestling tip, man, big shout outs to the wrestling fantasy warfare group. My goodness, yo! Last night's Monday Night Raw thread was the best of the year and the funniest of the year. I actually saved it and I read and I read. Oh, it I did back. too. It is really like up there when we did Raw twenty the Raw twenty five thread. That was mm. hilarious. Yeah, man. Like, so many great Corbin waiter jokes. Ugh. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. That yeah, That's literally the best TGI Fridays I'll ever go to. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were some really good zingers. Like, I had one where, like, Corbin, because, you know, he's, for, 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 for those who don't know, Corbin, he always dresses, he, he dresses with the, with the black vest, kind of looks like a waiter at TGI Fridays, basically. 
I had, we had some good zingers. Like I threw one out there. Like Corbin looks like the server who would give the black patrons bad service because he assumes they won't tip well. <laughs> and it just kind of went off from there, and yeah. nobody was safe. Nobody. Like nobody on the raw roster was safe. Oh yeah, like um, oh, Brian had Brian Lopes had a really good Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it started. Yup. Um. Oh uh, man, Stephanie. Stephanie looks like the restaurant owner who would call immigration on the on a staff just to just just to see them panic. Um, what I say, Alexa Bliss looks like the hot waitress, the hot waitress who can't let go of her past as a Hootie's girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> you had a good one too with uh, Sasha and Bailey. Oh, the ones who oh Sasha and Bailey are the two teenagers that work second shift and in the weekends just so they can pay off their time, just so they can pay for school, and they're working. On, wait. I just screwed that whole thing. You, you did, man. You, <laughs> I did. No, Sasha and botched. Bailey are two teenagers working after school for, off a work permit from Central High School. <laughs> now, for those who don't know, for our, for our viewers outside of the state of Rhode Island, you when if you were under the age of 16, you had to go to Central High School to get a work permit in order to obtain a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had one. I had a couple, actually. Yeah, man. Hustling starts early. And also, uh, shout-outs to uh, Stephen Ho. Welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> what up, Stephen? Yeah. yeah. Another shout-out? Yep. Our sponsor. Yes. Studio Headphones. Oh, yes. Studio Regent. You want some good quality and some very stylish headphones? There you go. Just go to Kodak, Just go to studio.com and use the, Kodak, choose the, pro, use the promo code. Co- Jesus Christ, man. Use the promo code CODEX to get 15% off. And shout-outs to our own girl, Shannon J. Hartley, for tuning in. Yep. Yeah, man. And free shipping all across the USA. That is your favorite part, isn't it? That is, actually. I, I just learned <laughs> that. And also, you can... We got merchandise. Pick up a Codex Prime t-shirt at wehavemerch.com forward slash collections mm-hmm. forward slash Codex Prime podcast. Word. Yeah, get, get, that t- get that Codex Prime t-shirt for the man or the lady in your life. Man, you haven't said that in years, and it's been great. I know. I, I had to bring it back for this time. I had, I had to bring it. it back. And Kyle, oh, he looks like he has, like, enough, throwing some shots your way. He says that Carl would need backup when that San Francisco game starts. Hmm. You know, go damn well is not San Francisco. What's SF? S- Street Fighter. Street Fighter? I'm, oh, I'm thinking, like, fantasy football or whatever, like, whatever. Is, is oh, yeah, we start? just had our draft Sunday. Oh, so it's like, it was like, so so. You want to talk about a bit about that Final Fantasy football, whatever it's called? Is it, is it just fantasy football? Yeah. yeah it, we it, just had our draft, and now we're just waiting for the season to start. Okay. What's going on, Jenny? Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. So it's like, um, so you got like like Cloud Strife has his own football team, and then you got like Titus from Final Fantasy. You know, 10. Good, you know good and how well how fantasy football works. Guys on a little football team. Well, blitz. It would be blitz ball for Titus, but you know. Blitz ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now I take it you're still gonna watch uh, the NFL season. I am. Yeah, you ain't shit. Shut up. You ain't shit. You see nothing. Shut up. You, 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 you ain't shit either. You NFL fans ain't shit. You, y'all ain't got no principles. We have principles, but still at the same time, we just want to be happy and watch football. You can be happy by not watching football. I can, but I want to be happy and watch football. I mean, well, technically, I, I mean, I don't know how happy you're gonna be when you watch the Cowboys lose another season. But I'll anyway, be just first of all. <laughs> We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Will you be? Yeah. All right. You know, uh, 
You know, just, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, you know, the Cowboys are like the Baron Corbin of the NFL, you know, lots of waiter jokes, you know, for Corbin, so. God, those were so great. Man. I yeah. still can't get over it. Like, the best, I was like, just, I was just reading those back, like, earlier this morning, and I'm just, like, dying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. But, yeah, we got some, got some stuff to talk about, some uh, news coming your way, as well as some things we've been up to, you know. So, so as I'm sharing, yep. As I'm, you go I, ahead and go. You go ahead and go. Yeah, I'll kick it off. Yeah, what I've been up to, uh, man, just uh, busy with work. Haven't had as much time to uh, watch movies. Well, actually, actually, the the time that I would be spending watching movies, I've used that time to read comics, and I've caught up on a mess of comics in the DC universe. You didn't. You didn't go see any movies this weekend. Nah, like, uh, Damn. I, well, because, you know, I was kind of broke, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, that <laughs> happened. No, because you know what? There's one movie I'm very interested in hearing your review of. Oh, which one? Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, I still plan on seeing Crazy Rich Asians. I will see it this weekend, though. Okay. I'll have a review for next All week. Right, I'm ready. I'll, I'll be ready for that one. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I've been spending time catching up on a lot of comics from the DC Universe. I've, been, I've read uh, all 50 issues of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, which is a fantastic series. It's by Robert Venditti, uh, who wrote all fifty issues. And man, if you're if you're if you if you if you even have some curiosity about Hal Jordan and Green Lanterns, that's definitely a series that you can pick up and start. Uh, if, even from issue one, or even from if you if you look, if you look at the trade paperbacks, you can uh, read from volume three, Quest for Hope. And that's a really good starting point for the Hal Jordan series. It's really cool. It focuses on, obviously, Hal Jordan, the uh, the preeminent Green Lantern, as well as Jon Stewart, who's the leader of the Green Lantern Corps. Also, Guy Gardner, the lovable douchebag of the GLC. Um, also, uh, Kyle Rayner, also known as the White Lantern. And uh, it's, it's a really dope series. Like, I really love the, the world building and the universe that that it takes place in um lots of great characters and there was this really great run in the last few issues of of the hal jordan series which involved the dark stars and um what i really liked about that series with that particular run was that it kind of touched on the fact that yeah the the green lantern corps they're basically space cops superhero cops and hal jordan you know he confessed that you know sometimes he the thought crosses his mind of killing you know a few villains figures you know what you know we we you know we bust the bad guys we save the day but many cases where villains just escape and just you know do the same thing over again you know wouldn't it be easier if every once in a while we just kill one villain you know and didn't just you know you know make 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 things a little easier you know send a message so i i like the fact that that thought kind of crosses mind because that, that was something that i wondered too it's like well you know space cops and then when you think about real cops and you know all the controversies that real cops get into and it's like you know if if hal jordan went down that road imagine imagine that on the like imagine like real cop controversies on like an intergalactic scale like it's just something that i thought about but it's a really dope series um i won't i won't give any spoilers um but uh but pretty pretty sure the dceu would completely ruin it yeah they would i mean like i would love to see a hal jordan movie done right um, that can wash away the memory of Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he did. 
At the end of Deadpool 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally he did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I think it, it has enormous potential, if done right. If they take the Wonder Woman approach by hiring the right director, the right writers, and the right actors that actually care about... Yeah, it's got to be a pa- It's got to be a passion project. But. Yeah, it, it's got to be. Like, it can't be studio-mandated, so... Um, I would love to see Green Lantern done justice on the big screen once again because it has potential and DC can do it with the right amount of talent. Isn't Green Lantern a member of the Justice League? Yes, he so is. Why didn't they have him instead of Cyborg? Oh wait, they needed Cyborg to be the key. Oh yeah, the key. Yeah, and plus they figure, well, we need we need a we need a black hero. You know, we need to have diversity in the ranks. Yeah, like, Somewhat of Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, Jason Momoa. He's a small one, so. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, Cyborg. He's just he's just there. there. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have gotten John Stewart. You could have gotten somebody else. I don't know, but but yeah, but yeah, but but yeah, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, well worth it. Um, also, Green Lanterns. I caught up with that. Um, I'm, a, I'm on issue 53, which is the latest issue. That's been pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious about Green Lanterns, that follows uh, Jess- Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz, the Green Lanterns of Earth. And um, if you and if you've been keeping up with the series, um, if you read issue 50, the, uh, issue 50 onwards of Green Lanterns takes place after the events of issue 50 of Hal Jordan's series. So just keep that in mind if you read that series. Okay, so shout out to Mitch Tony, and I'm glad he actually said this with you talking. Yeah. Um, he said that he'd like to see the Phantom done right. Yeah. I now I knew that you awesome. was always a fan of the of the movie from um, what was it, ninety seven? Uh, ninety six. Ninety six with Billy Zane. Yeah. Who hasn't really done much since? Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. He was in Titanic. He was in Titanic and Phantom. Like maybe a bunch of straight to video stuff. Possibly. Maybe I don't know, but but yeah, I agree with Mitch. Like I would love to see the Phantom done justice, like, especially like Phantom Twenty Forty. Who made him dark? That's a dark horse property, right? Um, I believe so. Um, like it wasn't originally Dark Horse, but like I yeah. think they have the rights to it now. Either them or Valiant. I'm not sure. But uh, but yeah, I would love to see the Phantom done right, and I think now is a perfect time to bring that series back because there's so much you can do with the Phantom, and like you can put it like in the in the 30s time period, like the original series, or like that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, or like kind of like mi- kind of remix it, maybe like an alternate version of the 30s, like with some futuristic tech, kind of yeah. like blend elements of like 2040 in there. That'd be pr- that would be really dope. Um, and that kind of reminds me of another 30s. Uh, hero, there's a. Have you ever read the uh, series of the DC comic series of Batman and the Shadow? No, but I remember the Shadow. I remember there was a Shadow movie in the '90s as well. Yeah, with uh, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. I will. I mean, I've heard some good things about the Batman Shadows uh, comic series. I've been curious about that. I've seen it like sitting on comic shelves. Mitch, uh, Mitch Tony says King Features owns uh, owns the rights to the Phantom. King Features. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see the Phantom come back on the big screen or even in comic book form because there's so still, much potential. I think they're still in publication. Oh yeah, yeah. I think there's some like like in like newspapers, like among the funny section. Also, uh, Eddie Eddie joined and Aris joined as well. Welcome to oh, the Jesus. show. 
<laughs> oh, what were you going to say? I just said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Eddie, you missed the whole, you missed it when we talked about the last night's thread. Oh, yeah. You got to watch back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, besides that, I've uh, just been revisiting a couple of games. I'm replaying uh, through The Witcher 3. Yeah, you are. I need you to get something new. Yeah, I will, but, I mean, I just love The Witcher 3 so much. I know you do, but I'm like... I mean, because, like, there's a lot that I haven't done in the main quest, so I want to, like... I'm actually replaying it on easy mode, because, like, you know... You can breeze through it so quickly? Like, like quicker. Like, there is, it still has a somewhat fair amount of challenge, but, like, it's more like you can concentrate on the story more than, like, you know, to, like, building potions and oils and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I've been playing through The Witcher 3, getting through their story mode. I actually want to finish um, the two DLC storylines, Hearts, Hearts of Stone and um, Blood and Wine, uh, which wraps up the entire Witcher series from what I've heard. So I've been revisiting that, and I've been replaying GTA 5. I've um, noticed that as well. Yeah, man. Like, is he going to play anything else? No. I mean, well, I do have the uh, uh, Yakuza series, Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami. Which I bought, they were like twenty bucks a pop. So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll pick those up. How did you do that? I, I played a little bit of Yakuza Zero, which the storyline so far is pretty intriguing. Like, um, I'd say about three hours in, but um, but that's a, that's a game that I really have to like sit down and really focus on playing. But like, but like once I once I get Witcher and Grand GTA Five out of my system, I'll I'll play again. The, again then I'll. Uh, I'll play Yakuza Zero, and of course, uh, there's two big, uh, big uh, profile games coming out in the next, next, next couple months. Like next week, I believe is Spider Man. Yep. On September seventh, I think. Yes. Yep. Already got, <clears throat> uh, already got my pre order in. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye out on that. I mean, once I get my finances up, I will get a copy, and of course, Red Dead Redemption Two. That's Ooh. October, isn't it? Yeah, October twenty something. And um, the the gameplay uh, videos have been have come out, and man, that looks like a work of art. You really think it's gonna live? It's gonna live up to the hype? Oh, absolutely! Like Red Dead Redemption was my favorite game of 2010. Like yeah, that's one of Rockstar's finest games, and the storyline is like incredible. And I'm really intrigued to seeing what they bring to Part Two, being a prequel and all. But it looks, it just looks absolutely breathtaking. So you can play Red Dead Redemption Two without playing the first one. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Like, it follows the same uh, gang, the Dutch Vanderlind gang, yeah. um, but, but with a different character. And I, I like some of the mechanics that it introduces. Like, for example, like, you, you, your gang is like your family, and, like, you set up different camps, and you get to, like, do side missions for them or, like, build the camp up in different ways. And um, there's hunting, and it, it just looks incredible. It's, it's so realistic, and... You know, just looking at it, it's like, man, this is like playing a like a Western film. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think I, I don't think I caught the, I don't think I've caught, I don't think I've caught the, um, footage. Oh yeah, you can like go on YouTube, type in Red Dead Redemption Two. No, like, I'm sure I can. But. Like it's it's really dope. Like that's something that I, it's worth getting. And like if if you and if you do have a chance, you should definitely find some time to play Red Dead Redemption for PS3 because that is it really is worth it. I have a PS3 anymore. Oh, really? Nah, I traded that in when I got my PS4. Damn. Well, maybe hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, PS, hopefully, hopefully, there'll be a remaster of something for. I'm sure. 
Maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, at this point, because like with all the resources being put into part two, I don't see the need for a remaster for Red Dead Redemption. But yeah, but there's nostalgia heads out there. Oh yeah, that's true. And also, um, speaking of video games, um, definitely check out uh, the gameplay footage of Cyberpunk 2077. That's been like blowing up my Twitter like for the past like two three days. Yo, like I've like before like before you uh, showed up, like I watched the first twenty four minutes of it, and because it's like it's like forty eight minutes, and man, it, it makes it makes the Deus Ex games look like a glorified tech demo. <laughs> like it, it looks like Blade Runner. 2049 in interactive form. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, because I remember seeing like the trailer for it and um at this year's E3, and I'm yeah. just like, it's like, uh, I compared it to another game on Acid. I can't remember what, but yeah, but, yo, it, it it does look like a like another masterpiece. And CD Projekt Red, like they don't know how to make bad games. Like they like all the Witcher games have been amazing, and Cyberpunk 2077, whew, yo. Um, I will go out of my way to get that game. Like, I will sell your soul to get that game. Why my soul? I'm sure there's, well, I'm I, sure there's people out there who'll be glad for you to do that. But. Well, if I sell your soul, I wouldn't get much for the game. But anyway. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, man. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much uh, what, I've been, what I've been getting into. And yes, Kyle, Witcher 3 is a classic. I agree with that. A modern classic, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Mitch also said, uh, in reference to superheroes, a pulp hero, the Avenger of Justice Inc., has never been done, much like the Shadow slash Doc Savage. Hmm. Indeed. As long as they get, as long as they get into the right hands, I'll be cool with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, so so, so much good stuff out there, especially in the comics world. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I've been up to like, a, I've been up to quite a few, quite a bit this past weekend. Um, I actually picked up the. Um, Deadpool 2, the super duper, super duper cut. Nice. Um, still had a blast wa- uh, watching that all over again. Like I literally had to like when it came to hopefully everybody saw it at this point because I'm a sp- I'm about to yell out a spoiler. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt's cameo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to pause it and be like, "Yo, that's really Brad Pitt." And I just had I had to like stop and just like laugh mm-hmm. for like five minutes. I'm like, "Yo, how did he get that?" Like. Like, why would he do? I'm like, yo, Brad Pitt of all people, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have, I it wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, that was that was so hilarious. I was dying when I saw that in the theater. <laughs> so yeah, and then there's actually, um, yeah, if you watch, you know, they had the uncut version, so there's like extra like hidden scenes and all that. I didn't really go too deep into all the extra stuff, but the credit scenes. There's actually another one that they didn't show in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. So after, uh, I probably might spoil. I won't spoil too. De- I won't go too deep into the spoiler. So they show the ones that they showed in the theater, and then the last one mm. was Deadpool goes back in time to where Hitler was born. Oh my God! <laughs> really? <laughs> and he's like going back and forth. He's like, Oh my gosh, should I do it? Oh, I don't know if I can't. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. So he's going through that age old like question. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time, would you kill baby Hitler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he? They show what he does in the post credit in the theater. There was no po- there was no post credit scene. Mm-hmm. But 
the post credits, you see what he does. Oh. Hmm. You're just going to leave it there? Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll, I will pick up yep, my... Yep, because I'm getting yelled at by Anissa right now. <laughs> I was like, don't spoil it. All right. In that case, uh, I will pick up a copy of Deadpool do the, 2 soon. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. It was so worth it. Um... Let me see. One comic that I did check out was um, the Edge of Spider Geddon number one, which was um, which was written by uh, Jed McKay and art by Gerardo Sandoval, mm-hmm. and it actually fired, it, it follows a new. It's a story and follows a new Spider Man, aka Spider Spider Punk, mm. which is basically it's basically like a punk rock version of the Marvel Universe, and, uh, and this a lot and his alias is Hobie Brown, mm-hmm. which is. A, a black, you know, a black, young black guitarist. Yep. And he was bitten by a radio, he was bitten by a spider that was uh, infected by illegal waste. So, of course, you know, I think there's no other way that you can turn into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he's actually fight. he, um, he, he gets into a battle with Kang the conglomerate, the con- Kang the conglomerator. Mm-hmm. Who's from the year 2099, and he runs his business where he just sells nothing but he he sells like spider punk merchandise. Okay, and it's a hot ticket. So he comes back in time to actually take spider punk back into a few back into the future as a market employee. Mm-hmm. So he sends like his little minions to try to attack him and kidnap him, and Captain Anarchy, mm-hmm. which is a punk rock version of Captain America. Okay. Comes to sit, you know, tries to help him out, and then he actually reaches out for help with a punk rock version of the Hulk. Okay, I'm picturing that in my head. It's weird. Okay, I'm it's intrigued. very weird. Uh, it's uh, it's only one issue that's been out. Um, it's a decent, fun little read, but I really don't see myself like following the whole story arc. Okay, like I think I just got it, and I'm like, okay, like I think my curiosity has been killed. So I mean, if you if you're willing to take, I mean, I say check it out. Mm-hmm. But to you, I guess your opinions yeah. will be your own. Yeah, teach his own. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, which is definitely the reason why uh, Freddie, tu- I mean, why Iris tuned in. Saturday was our quarterly Freddie Cup tournament. Ah, okay, okay. Okay, is it fret, you know, fun time to be had by all? Uh, the games that we played were Street Fighter V, Injustice 2, Tekken 7, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. The retro game was actually Pocket Fighter for Sega Saturn. Nice. So it was a fun time to be had by all. And the main, in the main event game was Dead or Alive 5, Last Stand. I mean, Last Round, excuse me. Okay. Uh, fun, fun game, you know, it took, of course, you know, Everybody had to put their phones phones down. Mm-hmm. Nobody can strategize. You had to just go in, button mash, try to figure out the game right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I advanced one round and then just got beat. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of did. You know, I did my thing in Dragon Ball and Street Fighter. So, a couple of guys got these hands. Okay, I won. I won my Braun Strowman get these hands T-shirt. Nice. But all in all, but like I said, um, Dead or Alive Five was actually a pretty fun game, though. Okay, is that is that new or has it been out for I think a while? It came, I think it came out in 2015. Oh, okay, yeah. You know that, and at the end of the night, Freddie won. Okay, <laughs> <One> <laughs> the turn. one who organizes the Freddie Cup, 
he finally was able to take the Master Sword home for himself. Congratulations to Freddy. Nice. It was a great, you know, it was a great time. Looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mitch, we are based out of Rhode Island. That's right. A little state that's not a part of New York. That's right. <laughs> Is it Long Island? <laughs> No, it, I yo, I always just wonder. I'm like, yo, did you pay attention in social studies or geography? <laughs> like, did you watch Carmen San Diego at all? <laughs> For real. Yeah, we're, 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 we are from where Peter Griffin is from. Yeah. That's what you have to say nowadays. Yeah, we're the family guy state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, shout out to um, my little cousin, who's also my goddaughter. We um, we was FaceTiming each other, just catching up. And she didn't know anybody from Rhode Island. I just happened to be downtown, and she's a avid Family Guy fan. So I just showed her the buildings that you you can see the the three main the three main skyscrapers that you see in the background of Family Guy whenever they show the exterior shot of the house. Mm-hmm. And she she lost her shit when she saw that. <laughs> like she couldn't believe that it was real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh and oh yeah, VA's representing of it. So another comic, really cheap comic that I actually wanted to read uh, back when it came out was uh, Marvel's New Year's Eve special with Charlemagne the God. It was on the Marvel app for like two bucks. Okay. So I was like, why not? You know, it was actually written by Charlemagne the God and uh, art by Nelson Blake, by Nelson Blake II and J.J. J. Giles. Mm-hmm. Nelson Blake II also did the art for um, the Spider-Man annual that I reviewed about two weeks ago. Yeah. So then, basically, the story the story is um, Charlemagne gives Don, gives Norman Osborn donkey of the day for threatening <laughs> for threatening to move Oscorp overseas, and Charlemagne's like, "Okay, go ahead. Like, if you're gonna do it, like, make sure it, no, don't threaten us. Promise us. Like, I don't see nobody wearing rocking anything from Oscorp and all that. Mm-hmm. So Charlemagne just kind of like." Tears him a new one. Okay. Norman Osborn's pissed and furious, and he's trying to figure out a way to uh, get uh, to uh, get back at Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. So he meets up with Cottonmouth, Sabretooth, and a whole bunch of other Marvel villains. Hey, cousin Mary. Mm-hmm. And Charlemagne is actually throwing an exclusive New Year's Eve party to raise money for charity, and he's invi- and you had to be. It's an exclusive list, and you had to be on the list, and it was being held at Avengers Tower. So mm-hmm. all the Avengers were there. Misty Knight, Iron Fist, Captain America, Luke Cage was there. Luke Cage and Charlemagne were like b- boys. Mm-hmm. So then all the supervillains come and crash the party. So, of course, you know, all the heroes and all the heroes were, you know, battling off the villains. Mm-hmm. And... Green Goblin, who is actually Norman Osborn, confronts Charlemagne. Charlemagne uses a supersonic voice that he never knew he had, and it turns out that Charlemagne was an inhuman the whole time. What? Yeah. What? Okay. That's how he fights him off, and then that was it. So? It was well worth my two bucks. I, th- I think that was uh, dollar ninety nine too high. Um, you, just, you just hate Charlemagne. I mean, 
I mean, he's a he's a radio host. I mean, Norman Osborn could just well, like, he's like a huge he's a huge Marvel guy as well too. So it's I think it's kind of dope that like somebody from hip hop is like crossing over into like the realm of comic books, which you don't mm. see happen too often. Right, but I'm, I'm saying that in the comic in that story, Norman Osborn could have just like thrown a pumpkin bomb at him and just disintegrated him and call it a day. Possibly. Yeah. Then he then he would cancel the Breakfast Club, just buy out that studio that hosts the show, and just, just shut them down. Don't you enjoy watching Breakfast Club interviews? They're hit and miss, hit or miss with me. Like it, 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 de- it heavily depends on like who they're talking to, and like, 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 like sometimes I get the feeling that like they'll have like one guest on the show, and then like everything's everything's like everything's cool. Then they'll have another guest to sort of counterpoint the previous guests they have. Then they'll talk shit about the previous guests that they've interviewed. And it's like, well, that's that's kind of duplicitous. That's kind of two faced, right there. Like for example, um, like uh, this was probably like last year. Like they had an interview with uh, Janet Mock, you know, a uh, 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 tra- transgender uh, activist and uh, author. Uh, they had her on. They had her on the show, and they interviewed her. It was a it was a good interview. Mm-hmm. The next day, they had uh, Little Duval. Oh, I remember. Talking. Yeah, I remember that. And he, he wasn't really talking, cracking shit like, "Oh, oh, he's a dude, he's a dude." And then like Charlemagne, he was like, he wasn't really like, he wasn't really. None, none of the Breakfast Club hosts were like, like, like pushing back at him. Like, yo, that's not, that's not cool. They were like big. They were like kind of encouraging like him to throw those jokes up. No. Kind of like, mean, like they were like yeah. And I guess they set it up unintentionally like i remember i re- i like vaguely remember the interview because it happened so long ago mm-hmm. was it last year i think it no, was i think last it year. was last year yeah. i just it just i literally like forgot all about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah like when i saw that i'm like well, yeah that's, the, that's... the minister the minister farrakhan one was very good though that was probably one of my favorite interviews that they ever did oh yeah yeah the one with jay-z as well because jay-z is a good storyteller mm-hmm. i think they had bleak memphis bleak on the show too memphis bleak is an awesome storyteller oh wow that's good. Is he, is he still doing music? No, he's like I think here and there, mm-hmm. but I know he does like some. Um, I know he works for Rock Nation. Okay, like a like an executive or something. Yeah. Okay. All right, he's doing something. But so yeah. oh yeah, but yeah, like like I said, yeah, that's that's how I feel about the. Okay, show. and then the last thing I've been up to is that I actually beat the Madden uh, Long Shot Homecoming feature that they had in Madden nineteen. Okay. So it actually continues, yeah, the story continues uh, to follow the stories of uh, Devin Wade and Colt Cruz, who were the main characters in the, sto- in the story from last year. As Devin is, Devin is focused on making the final 53 roster of the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. it's not even like a cho- like the team to choose. Like, he's just on the Cowboys. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Shut up. You're <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. Man. You really are. <laughs> And while Colt, on the other end, is still trying to make it into make it to the NFL, but yet he's also dealing with coaching his high school football team. And then he, um, after his uh, coach, his high school coach dies, and then taking taking in his uh, long lost sister. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting story. It's just like a, it's just it still the same formula like the uh, the um, choose your own adventure, but not so much. You actually focus more on like the football aspect of it, mm-hmm. and actually. Um, 
Ron Cephas Jones, uh, Andrew Bachelor, who's also known as King Batch on like Instagram, and Vi- who's famous from Vi- for Vine, mm-hmm. and Chris Sullivan, who also, along with Ron Cephas Jones, plays on This Is Us, and who's also known as Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Mm-hmm. They also make cameo appearances in that and in the um, long shot feature. Though I really, I actually do enjoy it. It's just like a different, it's like a different edition, different edition to the Madden uh, franchise. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Is Mahershala Ali still in it? No, he's not in it. Oh, okay. Well, because in, in the first one, he played De- he played Devin's father, who ended up passing away. Uh, okay. So in the first one, he was still kind of dealing with that tragedy, but mm-hmm. he seemed to have gotten past, you know, gotten past it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, as the story went on. Okay. So he's kind of, so you can kind of say like he's written out of the picture, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all right. Oh, and uh, speaking of Mahershala Ali, um, True Detective season three comes coming out January. I posted it, but I did not. I did not take the time to watch it. But there was one trailer that came out, and I literally screamed. Oh, which one? Streets of Rage Four is in development. I saw that. Oh my God, the kid and me, like I can't wait. That's gonna be pretty cool. Like, oh. I have the little Sega Master System, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have it. I'm li- I'm literally about to get the PS4 Sega Classics, <laughs> which have the same games as the same Master System, mm-hmm. but they have Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah. So. I will get those just for Streets of Rage. I will get part four. I will reach out to my cousin Joe and be like, yo, Joe, get your ass over here. Mm-hmm. We playing Streets of Rage 4. I cannot play that game without it. I mean, I can play it by myself. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to do it with him. I have beaten every single game with him, mm-hmm. and this one will be no exception. All right. Yeah, taking it back to the old school. I freaking love Streets of Rage. And if I forget, I forget his name, but if they got the same person doing the soundtrack, it's a Game of the Year candidate. Mm. Yeah, like... Yeah, like, like I mean, I would say Streets of Rage Four looks to be the third good Streets of Rage game because he had one and two, and three was hot trash. Three was fun. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't though. Uh, three was fun. You didn't have nobody to play it with. You only child spoiled brat. I mean, it wasn't that. It was just that the game was needlessly cheap. That it, it was needlessly hard. It was just. It, it was even on normal mode. Oh yeah, and we had a blast playing it. <sighs> yeah, that that game, and, and then uh, the whole the whole conceit of like oh you, you gotta like beat the game at a certain time, time. to use all the bombs in the city and it's yeah. like and then you had like the old man cyborg yeah was he an android i don't know the, the, the game didn't work it didn't work i'm sorry streets, streets of rage 3 is like the bastard stepchild of that series it wasn't the best one but i mean two is definitely the best one. Oh, absolutely like Reason hands else. down the best one yeah the most memorable the best soundtrack and all mm-hmm. that three was cool three was okay yeah. three was good. if i would rank them it would be two one three like Long I, Beach. Yeah, I, I would say like Streets of Rage three is like the uh, the candy corn slash mounds of the series. That's that's what I would. That's what I think. Yeah, I got a bone to pick with you about that post that you put on Facebook. Explain it real quick. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So Carl and I we ha- were part of this uh, Facebook group called Blurred Memes, and uh, and apparently somebody posted a a, a candy corn anti candy corn video. This is how you properly eat candy corn. And somebody just like emptied a whole bag into a trash can. 
And Correct. Pa- oh. and, and, that's, and that's the proper way to eat candy corn, by the way. It definitely it's, is. It's horrible. Yes. Um, candy corn tastes like concentrated failure. <laughs> and um, Last resort candy. Yeah. And so inexplicably, surprisingly, there were several people on that Facebook post who came to the defense of candy corn. And so they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They should be. And so me, out of spite, decided to post an even worse candy. I posted I, I posted a candy a, a post in defense of mounds. You and ought to be ashamed of yourself. I'm not a big fan of mounds either. I don't think they're that bad. I mean if you if if, if I had to choose between mounds and candy corn, mounds wins every time. That that literally was like this past election. One of them is the lesser of two of evils. <laughs> oh god. I wouldn't go that far, but uh <laughs> But but yeah, uh, and apparently some people still came to the defense of uh, of candy corn whilst while dissing mounds. Mounds is awful. It's not awful. Mounds is awful. Out of all the selections, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what is? Choose, I don't think I've ever seen anybody choose eat a mounds bar. I mean, I. I've eaten except for Joe Swanson from Family Guy. <laughs> that was a funny clip you showed me. Um, but you, you know what? Mounds isn't that bad. I, I won't. I won't rush to its defense. Like I won't say that like it's it's the best candy. It's certainly, I, was, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't put it in my top fifty or top one hundred for that matter. But you know, it does in a pinch. And I'd say that like if I had to choose between that and candy corn, which tastes like depression, then I would choose mounds. I mean, I don't know. They're just both trash. Along with good and plenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good and plenty. I'm not a big fan of myself. Good so. and plenty is awful. Yeah. Like, I, I, what, good what? and plenty is also another like last resort candy bar. Like, well, mm. not candy bar, candy. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like, you really have to be hungry. Yeah. It like, if I was on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. And I've had to choose between good and plenty, mm-hmm. candy corn, yep. and mounds yeah. just to stay alive. Yeah. Pull the plug. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> you you hate them that much? Yes. You wouldn't even take mounds. Nope. Which is like the 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 First least of all, I hate awful. anything coconut. Re- not even really. The only okay, probably the only the only exception I can make is the Samoa Girl Scout cookies. Those are good. I've had those, yeah. yeah. But I have to eat like a lot of them just to get more ch- the more chocolate taste mm-hmm. to completely like wipe out the co- the coconut taste. I just hate the, the flavor and the texture. Nah, I mean, it's it's something that I mean I, I dig it. Like uh, I would say, well, coconut oil is not good. It's not healthy at all. But because uh, it's it's just nothing but saturated fats. Don't 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 consume coconut oil, people. But um, coconut water is is pretty good. Awful. It's it's good. Awful. No, I I disagree. You know, coconut water. You disagree is, all the time. So this ain't nothing new. No. Coconut water is disgusting. No, coconut water is 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 tasty. It, it's healthy. It's good tasting and good for you. Think about it. Kyle says I'd rather eat terrible Hawaiian pizza and then good and plenty. Sir, sir, how dare you? How dare you compare the majesty of Hawaiian pizza to the trashness of good and plenty? You should be ashamed. Shame on you, sir. But yeah, Hawaiian pizza is is absolutely delicious. It's the sexiest of all the pizzas, I Do would say. Re- 
But apparently, um, you never had a chicken bacon ranch from Antonio's. Oh, I've had a chicken bacon ranch. Apparently, you never had the taco pizza. Oh, what's a taco pizza? Oh, it's at Antonio's. That shit is amazing. Oh, is that like like the taco, like the ground beef? Yeah, it's a, a taco. Yeah, it's a taco. Everything that's in a taco, mm-hmm. been a pizza. Well, I'm gonna try that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm putting that on my list. Taco pizza. Okay. You really did put it on a list. Cool. But yeah, like, like coconut water is awesome. Y'all people are just the worst. Thank you. Yes, coconut water is delicious and nutritious, and it and it, 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 it hydrates you, especially if you're going after a, ni- a nice run jog or a nice even a simple brisk walk. It hydrates you. It's it's it quenches your thirst in like hot ass weather. Let's just take regular water and just be healthier. Eh, regular water. I mean, regular water is very useful. Yeah. I mean, absolutely essential. Yeah. But coconut water is is if you if you want that extra flavor. Nope. Coconut water is good. Coconut milk is also very good too. I, I honestly I do not do milk. The only time I can drink milk is if there's like chocolate or strawberry like syrup in it. Oh, are you lactose intolerant? No, I just don't drink milk. Uh, just, I cannot drink milk. Uh, but like I will I will say on, on the milk tip, like if you go to Trader Joe's. Up oh, here we go. Um, I highly recommend, and if you're a fan of cocoa or chocolate. Try out the Trader Joe's uh, cocoa cashew milk, and that shit is what the fuck? What yes. kind of combination? Trader Joe's has the weirdest combinations. Like, what was the pocket? The che- uh, it was uh, the popcorn. Oh, it was the caramel and cheddar popcorn. That is disgusting. That was d- glorious. That is not a that is not a combination that should go together. Caramel and cheddar. You, you would think. I that. like my. I, I I would like to. You, you would know think what, that. You know what that sounds like. What? Did you ever get the for Christmas the big ass tin tin cans of popcorn where there's like split in the middle and you had, you had butter which was like, basically just stale. Yeah. Then you had the cheddar popcorn was the best and then you had the caramel corn. Yeah. And then. Somehow you you take out the divider, mm-hmm. and then they all mix in together, yeah. and then you're pissed. So you gotta. You, so if you want some popcorn, you kind of just got to grab it and just eat one, eat them one by one. Yeah, it tastes. It sounds like it tastes like a, the cheddar, a little bit of the cheddar flavor got into the car, the caramel, mm-hmm. and you just like it sounds like death. I know you would think that, but yo the the the. The caramel and the cheddar, they blend so well together. Like, the flavor is out of this world. Cheese and like, caramel it's do like, not go together. It's, 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 like pineapple on pizza. It's, it's like an it's like a orgy in your mouth. It is so good. I wouldn't even know. No, you've been watching too much Sausage Party, so I do it. It's not, <laughs> it is not a combination that should go together. Yo, I, I'm telling Like pineapple on pizza. Yo. High five, Kyle. Listen, pi- ham and pineapple on pizza is like, mwah, like five stars. I would take like ham, meatballs, sausage, and stuff. Like you know, the meat lover pizzas. Yeah, meat lover pizza is great, but uh, like pineapple and ham, like yo, like it's just too. It's like this. It's like the sweetness of pineapple and the salt and the, and the sodium of ham blending together on the bed of cheese and red sauce. Especially if you put like pesto on it. Mitch said they call it mm. milk because no, because no one wants to drink nut juice. <laughs> okay, first of all, that okay, first of all, that's just that's just uncalled for and ratchet for no reason. And 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 while we're on the it is okay. And while we're on the like I said, like like go to Trader Joe's when we're talking about milk, the caramel. The, no, no, not the caramel. The cocoa cashew milk, well worth it. 
I love it. And, of course, almond milk. Gross. Um, almond milk is delicious. It doesn't seem like it just wouldn't go together with me. It, well, Yo. it's milk. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't even go near it. I mean, I mean almond milk is like, it's essentially like water mixed in with uh, almonds, basically. And it's delicious. And it's, it's healthier, much healthier than regular milk, which is full of those enzymes and all that GMO shit. See, no, I can't do milk. I cannot do milk. Like growing up, I just did not drink. Like plain, if the milk's white, I won't drink it. Milk is like you got to add like chocolate syrup or like YooHoo or like not YooHoo, um, Nesquik and stuff. Chocolate or strawberry. That's the only time I'll drink milk or like protein. Mm-hmm. Like the protein powder. Yeah. Other than that, I will not drink it. And it's, it's something. It's been like that ever since I was a kid. I don't know, man. That, that, that's it's like not... the Undertaker, and you want to know? Is it reminds me of the Undertaker's greatest oh, it's enemy. Cu- oh, cucumbers! Cucumbers, <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird. I, yeah, you know, it's the weirdest thing ever. I think it's hilarious, though. But like, that's yeah, like like someone as badass as as the Undertaker is afraid of cucumbers. cucumbers. That's that's. That's fascinating. I will post that video on our, on the uh, on our um, Facebook. Yeah, that is fascinating to me. But yeah, man. Oh, um, Kyle Chapman says on the, on the subject of pizza, Cecilia's deep dish pepperoni is hands down the goat. Hmm. I don't think I've ever ate Cecilia's before. I don't think I have either. I think there's one in East Providence. Okay. I think I'll, I will add that to the list of uh, pizzerias. But uh, but if you if but if you want like great pizza, the like absolutely exceptional pizza in Rhode Island, nice slice. Antonio's is better. Antonio's has has greater variety. I give him that. Antonio's is better. But nice slice, like their vegan pizzas, yo yo, their vegan pizzas are fucking masterful. Didn't I put you on a nice slice? No, you didn't. Are you sure? Because we did. No, wait. Yeah, we went to Nice Slice. It was after like Spock after, is, after, after Spock is concert. Yeah, yeah, we did. Shout we out did. to Spock Summer. I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. But yo, like their vegan pizzas are out of this world, though. Don't sleep. <laughs> Do not sleep. You don't have to be vegan to appreciate Nice Slice's vegan pizza. Hawaiian pizza is the Jar Jar Binks of food. Sir. <laughs> Sir. You are out of line, Kyle Chapman. You are out of line. You may be the biggest hater this side of the Mississippi, but that was out of line, sir. Charge our binks of food. Man, I swear. Yo, all you people sleeping on Hawaiian pizza. It's you, horrible. It is not horrible. Yo, Hawaiian pizza is like the Lion King angry of face, pizzas. Dad, you, put a, you put a laughing emoji. No, I put the, I put the angry face next no, to his put the No, la- put the laughing emoji on that. No. I'll, that was funny. No, no, no. Listen, yo. Yo, Hawaiian pizza is the Lion King of pizzas. No, the hell it ain't. Yes, it is. No, hell yeah. I'll give that. I'll give it Treasure Planet. Yo, how dare you, sir? Really? It, it, I mean, Treasure Planet ain't bad, but come on, man. It ain't. It it it, it ain't mediocre now. Then, uh, then obviously, if you say Treasure Planet is mediocre, that's too good to be. That's too good of a comparison. <sighs> okay, first of all, why do you? Explain to me why do you hate Hawaiian pizza? It doesn't go together. Freaking fruit on salt on salty food like that? No, it's not a it's not a combination. It's not a good combination. Not you, at all. You ever had salad with fruit? Hate it. 
Well, of course you'd hate it because you're not a health. You, you don't eat healthy. But I and, do actually. But uh, uh I'm telling you, y- 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 y'all sleeping. Y'all sleeping big time on it Hawaiian pizza, awful. man. Yo, it's awful. Yeah, see, y'all wrong. See, no, we're not. I, I, you know, I will be the Roman Reigns in this. I will be one against all. I will be the guy to defend Hawaiian pizza's honor, because y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't know. You see, 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 y'all, y'all, when it comes to pizza, y'all are just too conservative. Y'all like your pepperoni and your cheese, and that's it. Me, no, you don't. Me, didn't I, I just tell you I like the chicken bacon ranch, the taco pizza, the barbecue chicken pizza? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's all, that's all amateur hour. Hawaiian pizza is where it's at. That is the Lion King sequel. No, Lion King sequel. Are you telling? Are you comparing? Lion pizza is the Lion Guard. Whoa, 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 whoa! You are? Are you? Lion pizza is the Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan. Fuck you, sir. (laughs) Fuck you. Get out. I'm I'm cutting your mic off right now. I'm adjust the volume right here. Touch my mic. See, sir. And th- see, I think Mitch agrees Hawaiian with me. Hawaiian pizza is that 1978 Doctor Strange movie. That- see, Mitch agrees with me. He says that it's the sweet and salty that it's makes it awful. so good. The it, sweet and salty does not go together. It, it goes together. It, it, it's, it's such a wonderful, masterful blend. Like you think that's that's the beauty of it. You think it won't go together, but it does. It it's, it's like chocolate and peanut butter. It's like uh, it's like Nutella. And jelly. It's like that is it, disgusting. I, I I don't know. I I've never had Nutella. Is Nutella like peanut butter? No, it's like chocolate, but it's made. Uh, it's made from um, not nutmeg. Um, I'm having a brain fart about it. But but yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's just a, it's just two great flavors that go well together. Yeah. And you know what? You can disagree with me all you want, but at the end of the day, I, I am right in this. I am fully right. Hazelnut. Hazelnut. Well, that sounds like Badussi. But anyway, <laughs> but I am right in my convictions. Thanks, Heather. I will be the Adrian Price of Hawaiian pizza. Much like he defends Roman Reigns, I will be the defender of Hawaiian pizza. And I will be right. I will win every single debate when it comes to Hawaiian pizza. I would rather wear an I Love Roman Reigns shirt. Then eat Hawaiian pizza. Moving on to the... Uh, yeah, I said it. Mo- moving on to the uh, news and headlines. Before we get into all that, let's give another shout-out to our wonderful sponsor here. Studio headphones. Yes. High quality, fashionable, mm-hmm. and affordable. Yes. Just go to studio.com and use the promo code CODEX to receive 15% off of your purchase. Mm-hmm. And free shipping in the USA. I saved that for you because I know you love to say it. Oh, yeah. 24-hour battery life, Bluetooth capable, and and crystal clear sound, which is the audio equivalent of Hawaiian pizza. Don't diss our sponsors like that. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. But yes, uh, let's move on to the news and headlines here. And uh, we unfortunately have to move to first on a serious note, unfortunately. Um, there was a mass shooting that took place at Jacksonville, Florida at the GLHF Game Bar. A gunman opened fire at a Madden tournament on Sunday, killing two people and injuring 10 others. 
And uh, the the two victims who died in the shooting were Eli Clayton, 22 years old, and 27 year old Taylor Robertson. Damn. Real champions right there. The guy who opened fire was a flat out bitch. He was literally he literally ran amok and started blasting because he lost. Wow, that's just fucked up. I mean, I lost in the Freddy Cub. You don't see none of my friends dead. <laughs> For real. Yeah, man. It's just. Like that, it was just pure. It was just pure ignorance. Like I know. Okay, you won championships before. Losing one ain't gonna kill you. Yeah, for real, man. And yeah, this this guy, this 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 gunman took it too far. And yeah, yeah, he's a bitch. And quite frankly, ain't nobody gonna remember that motherfucker's name. And you know, these mass shootings, like I said, gone way too out of control. But that's a whole other discussion. But yo. Yeah, it is, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, our thoughts and and well wishes and prayers go to Eli Clayton and Taylor Robinson, yeah, their families. Was affected because they were yeah. like eleven people wounded, I believe too. Uh, yeah, uh, ten others. Yeah, yeah, but they all, but they all seem to be, they're all going to survive, according to reports. Still fucked up. Man. Yeah. Like, that shit pissed me off. Yeah, man. There's no, no, there's no, uh, no need for that kind of violence. But yeah, uh, but yeah, moving on to um, some other lighter news. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, unfortunately, has been put on hold by Disney. Uh, Disney has stuck by his decision to not rehire James Gunn, who was fired by the studio a few weeks ago due to some right-wing trolls digging up tweets of offensive jokes he made nearly ten years ago. Uh, Disney informed crew members of the film that they are now free to look for new work in the meantime. And the studio is currently searching for a new director of Guardians Three. Still, it, it, it still sucks. Yeah. yeah, that still sucks. I mean, yeah. Ten I, years ago, he was a different person because I said some way. If I said offensive shit six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, it's like like if like if all of our like if all of our like private conversations among friends or family were, were recorded, none of us would have jobs by Monday oh, morning. Oh Jesus Christ! Not not especially with my group chat. Shit. And I need my group chat. <laughs> I need it. Mm. Yeah, man. And like, yeah, this is just absolute BS. And and plus, like, on top of that, uh, Disney, I hear that they still are going to use James Gunn's script. script. So, I mean, yeah. And I know, like and I know, Batista's pissed off about the decision too. He went on Twitter and yeah, you know, he defended him like like there was no tomorrow. But I mean. Yeah. At least, but I know, like, the least that he wanted was at least for them to use the script. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to get that. But who can you see directing Guardians? I heard that uh, Taika Waititi's name's been thrown around a lot. He directed Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, I-, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it, but it's like Thor Ragnarok had its significant look. Yeah. That I just don't see matching with um, Guardians because the Guardians had their own significant look as well. Yeah, like the bright colors and and all that. I think I think it would it would be a natural fit. Like you think, think so? Yeah, it would be consistent. Oh, the cinematography just looks a slight slab bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it would fit. The same humor, yes. Yeah, yeah, same humor, like same tone, definitely. Yeah, but um, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh of not rehiring James Gunn, and I hope that you know I hope that. Uh, I mean, hope that Gunn will, you know, will have the opportunity to make take on like even better projects. I heard he's no, I heard he's like looking. I heard DC's after him. 
yo, James Gunn doing a DC film, I'd be for it. But who would he do? He could do maybe the Hal Jordan film, the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, he did Guardians, Space, you know, intergalactic mm. hijinks in action. Kyle hey. said James Cameron to direct Guardians 3. Nah. I think it would be, t- I think James Cameron's works is a little too serious. I don't think I've ever seen a James Cameron, like, comedy. Like, the cl- You know what? You're absolutely right. I think the closest would be True Lies. And even then, it wasn't an outright comedy. It just right. had, like, some funny moments. Moments, yeah. Yeah. And James Cameron, he's wrapped Avatar. up with the Avatar films. Those are going to be so good. Uh, parts two to five. Yeah. Those are going to be so good. Because even though Avatar, the first Avatar what isn't like not necessarily memorable, but in a way it was groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. It certainly was groundbreaking. And uh, like in terms of visually especially. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But I'm like, I'm so surprised though. Like, and, I, and I've made this point before on the show that like for a movie that that's like the highest grossing movie of all time, over $2 billion dollars. Like, it hasn't made, like, a big cultural, pop culture footprint at all. It has, but not as big as it should. Yeah. Like, like it, it definitely, like, brought back the whole 3D movies. Yeah. On a regular basis. But, like, has it influenced, like, other works of fiction? Not to, a, to an extent. Yeah. But not as big as one, one would expect, though. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did I, you said Avatar's still the greatest, the biggest selling of all time? Yeah. I thought Infinity Wars passed it. No, like um, and Star Wars passed it too. No, in terms of like worldwide box office, that still holds it. Yeah, uh, yeah, two over two billion. Yeah, you can look up on uh, Box Office Mojo. Last I last I checked, Avatar is like still the highest grossing movie in the world, like of of all time. Um, but uh, but if you're talking about like domestic box office, then yeah, like like Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Black Panther, Infinity War, like though they've been record breakers too but yeah as far as like other directors of guardians 3 like taika waititi would be a good fit um maybe well i was gonna say edgar wright but you know he kind of fell out with the with the mcu Uh, um yeah look up um wait all time yeah all time right there so right now so worldwide okay domestic domestic star wars the force awakens Yep. Um, adjusted for inflation, gone with the wind, worldwide. Yeah, Avatar. Yep, yep. World, yeah, Avatar still the the number one. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know who would who would uh. Those are my only. Tiki Watiti is probably the best fit. I would yeah. say. Yeah, I'd say you might as well might as well get him in the mix and have him do that. Or maybe um, Peyton Reed, who did the Ant Man films. He could, he could do it. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Or uh, or Sylvester Stallone. No, <laughs> he directs yeah. films. <laughs> he does, but I mean, I can't see uh, not as a cat, not as a comedy. That would be an interesting choice, though, for sure. But yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what the future holds for Guardians Three. Um, and some other comic book movie news. Uh, Alec Baldwin joins the Joaquin Phoenix Joker film. This is reported from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Baldwin will play Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, who is described by the script as, quote, a cheesy and tanned businessman who is more in the mold of a 1980s Donald Trump. He does do Trump on Saturday Night Live. He does, but, like, 
imagine like Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's father, as like a Trump esque figure. Like kind of, I can kind of see it. Orange spray tan, fucked up hair. Like we have the best bat suits. Our bat suits, our Batmobiles are so tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. We will, we're gonna make Gotham City great again. We're gonna build a wall of kryptonite. We're gonna keep the aliens out. You watch the news too much. You're doing that a little bit too well. Oh, wait, but then there's my favorite. It's an island. Oh, God. Surrounded by water. Ocean water. Big, Big water. water. <laughs> what the fuck is oh, this? Oh, my God. When you talk about Puerto Rico. Like, that's what it yeah that's what it was yeah i that was i face palms so hard man i, I caved my face i in laughed so hard oh my gosh but yeah uh but that but that's that'll be an interesting um interesting role uh baldwin will also join zazie beats and robert de niro in the joaquin phoenix joker film and production begins in new york this september you seen what he tweeted he's like when rock and joaquin phoenix i don't think he tweeted it but he was like I don't give a damn what y'all think about this. <laughs> like, that's confidence for your ass. Hey, yo, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. He is. And, like, I want to see his Joker. Like, I know his Joker will, will blow away uh, Jared Leto's for sure. And Jared Leto's a good actor. Like, given the proper chance, like, Jared Leto, I think he could still make the Joker role work. But Suicide Squad was horrible. And, you know, and his character didn't need to be in that movie. No, not at all. So, you know. He would have been better. It would The movie would have been better if the Joker was the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Like, but I don't know. Here's how Suicide Squad could have worked. He just tried to rescue. He, he spends the movie trying to convince Harley Quinn to go with him. Go back. Go back to him. Hmm. Okay. And then he actually gets it back. The villain wins. That's like so much better. That was a better scenario. That would be. Than Enchantress. Oh, yeah. Pop locking. God was so awful. Like Turbo from Breaking. You- uh, no, don't disrespect Turbo like that. No, you just need to put add a broom in that scene. No, don't, don't, <laughs> don't disrespect Turbo like that. Turbo's a veteran. I've watched Breaking so much that, like,. No, was that in the first break or Electric Boogaloo? No, the the, the broom the, scene. Yeah, that was the first one. Okay, I studied that movie left and right back in my day. <laughs> back in my days, hey, it's a hip hop classic. I'll give you that. It is. Matter of fact, like I used to love watching Crush Groove on when it came on BET. Yeah, Runs House, LL Cool J's de- screen debut. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, damn, '80s hip hop was so great. But yeah, um, some other uh, movie news here as well. Uh, Danny Boyle has stepped down from directing Bond 25. Uh, D- Danny Boyle, he was originally hired to direct the next installment of James Bond, but has now left the project due to tensions over John Hodges' script for the film. Uh, John Hodges is a longtime collaborator of Danny Boyle's, having written the scripts for both Train Spotting films, which Boyle directed, as well as The Beach with Leo DiCaprio. Uh, Boyle decided to use Hodges' script over that of screenwriters Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, who both have written all of all of the previous Daniel Craig Bond films, and the release of the Bond of of the twenty fifth Bond film as a result has now been pushed back to late twenty twenty, and right now producers are looking for another director to take on the project, and some names that have been thrown about uh, to direct the Bond twenty fifth film include Edgar Wright. 
which is a really interesting choice. Uh, David McKenzie, who directed Hell or High Water. Uh, John Mark Valley, who directed Sharp Objects on HBO and Big Little Lies. And Yann Demange, who directed 71 with um, Jack O'Connell. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's too bad that Daniel Boyle stepped down. Uh, Daniel Boyle, he's a, gr a fantastic director in his own right. He did such films as Slumdog Millionaire, uh, 28 Days Later, <clears throat> um, Trance with uh, James McAvoy and uh, Rosario Dawson, and most recently, Steve Jobs with uh, Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet. Um, Edgar Wright directing a Bond film would be really, really in intriguing because if you look at Edgar Wright's films like um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Baby Driver, just just to see him bring that sensibility, especially with editing, to the, to the, to the Bond franchise would be like a really visually fresh start, and I almost want to see that happen. Um, David David McKenzie, who did Hell or High Water with uh, Ben Foster and Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges, that's an awesome film, which came out two years ago. Awesome crime drama. Um, that would be a really interesting project for him, considering what he did what he did with uh, the crime drama film, John, crime crime film genre, I should say. Seeing him bring that sensibility to 007 would be would be uh, worth watch worth looking out for. Uh, John Mark Valley who also did uh, Sharp Objects and Big Little Lies. He also did um, Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey, who won an Oscar for that, as well as Jared Leto. Uh, and Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Um, perf uh, uh, dramatically, uh, he, he, does, he does great great job in, in, a, in the dramatic genre. Um, I think he could do a similar job to like, Sam, Sam Mendes, like he did with Skyfall. Did you hear about that they were actually looking into Idris Elba to do Bond? Yeah. Idris Elba was like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have loved to see Idris Elba as 007, because like, that would be like right up his alley, because he's like smooth brother. He's British, great actor. Like, easily could, could play the role. I'm wondering who could play 007. Now that we're thinking about directors, I'm thinking about who could be the next... Uh, uh, Bond after Daniel Craig. Um, I, before I, before my my picks were Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, he he was my, he was my top choice next to Idris Elba, but now I'm thinking maybe maybe Michael Fassbender. He he definitely has the look. Uh, yeah, I can see I can see Michael Fassbender doing it. Yeah, like he's got to uh, redeem himself from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. He's doing all right, you know, with Steve Jobs and like the uh, X-Men films. Well, except Apocalypse, but, you know, can't really blame that on him. Uh, Apocalypse is just the biggest, like, dumpster fire that... I wouldn't call it a dumpster fire, but it was certainly disappointing. You liked it. I liked it at first, but, like, it's one of those... Apocalypse, like I said, it was, it's one of those movies where, where you watch it at first and you enjoy it well enough, but then when you think back on it, you realize that, okay, yeah, it's not as good as I... As I thought it was okay, because this part this part wasn't that good. This part kind of bothers me when I think about it. Like, up to scrutiny, it doesn't hold up. Uh, another actor who could play Christian Bale, he could still do double, a couple of Double Seven films. Like, in fact, it, I, it's possible. Like, in fact, I heard that he was originally offered uh, to do Double Seven like over ten years ago, but then he decided to do Batman, which was a better choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't knock him for that one. Yeah. Yeah, you did the right thing with that one. Yeah. Or maybe like do like a old man bond. 
Just like, just like Christian Bale's not that old. No, no, no. Like, like take a like, take like a take like Pierce Brosnan, like old man Bond, and just like do like a complete one off that's like not connected to any of the other Bond films. Just like a completely original story. Or maybe they can do like something like they did with Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. Like, like Bond could be like the mentor to like another. Yeah, to a younger another, to like a younger James Bond. Yeah, like a younger 007. Yeah, that would that would be a good idea. I like that. Like he could first. Be, it's mine. Yo, trademark that. Yo, put an R with a circle around it. Not for real. Restricted, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna direct uh, Bond Twenty Five. I know that. I know that this film is supposed to come out like a couple of years ago, but it's, it's like some production delays and whatnot kind of held it back. Developmental hell. Yeah, and Daniel Craig, like he's almost. I think he's pushing fifty, but he could still do the role because like he's still in shape. But Batista's fifty. Oh yeah, that's true. And he's just pushing fifty. Billy Gunn's 53. Yeah. He's holding it down in New Japan. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, Undertaker's 70. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who's, who's going who's gonna to do the next film. And have you seen any of the uh, Bond films at all? Just out of curiosity? I think the last one I saw was like GoldenEye. Oh, man. Really? It's mainly because I love the game so much. Oh, yeah, the game is dope. Well, was dope, but it doesn't hold up now. But the movie does. I think mainly because of graphics and, you know, the slow, and then we're just so technically advanced. But I bet, like, you probably would have, like, a time. If you if you was, like, like say if it was, like, a Freddy Cup game, mm-hmm. we wouldn't. it wouldn't be because it's a fighting game. But, like, say if we were in a scenario like that, yeah. we, would have, we would have a ball. Yeah, I have to, like, I have to, like get used to the controls again. Yeah. But the controls are so unwieldy, though. Ugh. But um, yeah, that's I never liked the N sixty four controller. Yeah. To but, me, it was just a little too big, and it was yeah. just a little too much. Yeah, I agree. Like it was comfortable enough, but like I agree. Like yeah, the PlayStation controller is way more comfortable. Oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, like have you seen? You haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig Bond films, like Casino Royale, Skyfall? bits and pieces of it. Oh, you should but see. I it. never had a chance to like really sit down and watch them. Oh, you should see the whole thing. They're, it's really good. That and uh, Skyfall. Those are the two you should definitely watch. I love the song by Delphi Skyfall. Yeah, that movie is awesome. It's my favorite Bond film right now. Um, other news here. Uh, Hulu is planning to revive Veronica Mars. My sister is going to lose her shit. You act, As a matter of fact, when you edit this, I need you to text me like the timestamp. Okay. <laughs> Just so I'm like, I will send her this. I'm like, listen to this part. Listen to the podcast at this part. Mm. She will lose her freaking mind. Nice. Yeah, so uh, Hulu, the streaming service, is looking to bring back series star Kristen Bell and series creator Rob Thomas to bring back the series. And Rob Thomas, who's the creator, who will also write the new episodes of Veronica Mars. And the show originally ran for two seasons on UPN in 2005 and then moved to the CW for its third season in 2006. And a feature film was released in 2014. And she loved that show. It was a dope show. I never watched it because they watched it. And I'm like, like it's, it's I don't a- want to watch nothing childlike. But now we watch This Is Us together. Yeah, like Veronica Mars still holds up. Like it's a like the first season is the best one. It's a dope mystery, and season two season two was good. wasn't as was, wasn't as great as the first season, but still worth watching. And part three was also interesting too. I haven't I haven't seen the movie that came out in twenty fourteen, but it was a dope series. I really liked it a lot. 
And uh, man, if they can bring back Veronica Mars, I'm curious to see what they can, how they can continue that character. And uh, speaking of other TV shows, I'm not sure if anybody cares still, but The Walking Dead uh, season season nine villain has been revealed, for whatever that's worth. Um, Ryan Hurst from Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Op. Yes, he will star as Beta, a villain featured in the comics as of now. And Beta is the lieutenant of the Whisperers, a group that wears suits made of human flesh to survive amongst the Walkers. Ooh. And uh, so Andrew Lincoln will leave the show at the end of season nine, along with Lauren Cohen, Cohen, who will star in only six episodes next season. Uh, showrunner Angela Kang will be the new uh, new head of the show, and she's working alongside executive producer Greg Nicotero. And it prom- and they promised that season nine will bring the show back to form, but I think it had, at, at this point, for me speaking only for myself, it's too little, too late. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to hold on. Like, I'll check it out, but it's like, I'll, I'll have it there. I'll watch it, but it's like, it's time. It's time. Like, last season was the perfect series finale. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree. Like, like it should they should have ended at season seven, if you ask me. If anything, they should have skipped a lot. Still had Negan. I think they just did Negan a little too late. Yeah, too late. They had like a couple of like seasons that I would just filler. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they could have just like skipped right over it and just skip. They could have skipped right over all that mm-hmm. and just went to Negan. They could have went to Negan right from. Um, uh, what was it? not this? Not this. Like maybe Terminus. Yeah, like that was right after the Governor, right? Was Terminus right after the Governor? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that that was a perfect pl- time to bring. Yeah, but it did the Terminus because Terminus was cool. Yeah. And then, like, when they split up for a little bit, that was okay. That was cool. Yeah. And then they could have just, they would have made, they could have got back together, mm-hmm. skipped all that filler. Yeah. And went right straight to Negan while everybody still was, like, really, really watching. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, they brought Negan in too late. Too and, late, yeah. And plus, Negan wasn't a, isn't a good yeah. villain. He's not a good character at all, at least in my, in my opinion. I think he was. It's just that we was already, like, done with the show. Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is perfect, yeah, but it's just that we was already we were already burnt out of the show. Yeah, that's true. Like for like for like for me like like after after the season seven premiere, like shortly after that, I'm like, yeah, I see the writing on the wall, man. I I'm not sticking for I'm not sticking around for this. Yeah, and Ryan Hurst is a good actor. Hmm. He was in Remember the Titans. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he played Jerry Berdia. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. yeah. It's been it's been years. And, and if you ever decide to watch Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. okay, small spoiler. Okay. No, it's kind of a big spoiler. All I'm right. not gonna tell you how. Okay. Okay, but his character dies. Okay. But his character's death is right up there with Glenn's. People mourned. Really. For a character's death. Okay. All right. That's I'm intrigued now. All right. Oh, speaking of speaking of Sons of Anarchy, um, have you? Are you gonna watch Mayans MC? Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Um, fifth fifth agreement. Be skeptical, but listen, because I think hmm. Mayans, uh, the series just doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. It's like it's just trying to resurrect. It's trying to get whatever he can out of Sons. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he did Sons, big hit. 
Yeah. He tried to do the Bastard Executioner. Mm-hmm. Failed. He canceled it because n- simply nobody was watching it. Yeah. Because it's like... We didn't need another medieval show because everybody was too into, everybody was already way too invested in the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it was like trying, it was like Kurt Sutter trying to do Game of Thrones. Yeah, I see. So it was like no, he, sh- it, that was an idea that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So he, it's like Kurt Sutter went back to his comfort zone, uh, and he went to the Mayans. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I mean, see. but what really people wanted was like. People wanted the story of the first nine, yeah, of the Sons of Anarchy, which was like the original, like it was a prequel. Mm-hmm. You know, the original stories of JT and Clay and Piney mm-hmm. and how Gemma, how they formed the son, the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, you'll end up learning learning about them if you ever decide to watch the show. Okay, now you said you've been saying that you were intrigued, but you just don't. I, I, other things have been been a. Uh, been popping up for me like i still gotta watch season two of westworld that's yeah is that over is the second season over oh yeah it's been over for like a couple months now oh okay yeah it's, it's, it's been in my queue on hbo i still gotta watch that show yeah i still gotta finish on just the new black i still haven't started that season <laughs> I, I i will though i will though yeah i'm a bad i gotta bang that down i've been working on insecure and oh. ballers yo so we yeah. we need to have another discussion on that show that was last year's Last season's discussion was hilarious. Oh, on Insecure? Yeah. Oh, it certainly was. Like, you, are you? I look back to it. I look back to. Uh, oh yeah. Listen to that sometimes. <laughs> like, have you? Are you all caught up with Insecure right now? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yo, what, what do you think of the season so far? It's interesting. Mm. It's interesting. I'm really interested. I'm really intrigued to see where Issa goes right now. Yeah, I mean, even though like Issa's pretty wishy washy, like her, her, her and Daniel, they're just. Uh, Trust no. me. That happens. I know, but it's like... It, it happens. But it's like communication, people. I, I'm still wondering. I'm like, okay, where's Lawrence at? You know, I think Lawrence's story is done. I don't see I don't see them bringing him back and having him it's fit possible. in the show. No, it's possible. I mean, look, well, I would say, like, if you if they bring back Lawrence, like, to have him be, like, a little, like... Like a cameo appearance? Like a, a cameo appearance, but then have him be, like, sort of petty. Be like, oh, hey, he's a, how's, how's it going? Like, oh. He's he's just just being all awkward. Oh, you know, things, you know, so, so. And he's like, yeah, you know, man, things have been great. You know, I'm engaged now. I got this. Living my best life. (laughs) Living my best life. I got this new job. I love that song. (laughs) I mean, I'm making. That's got to be his song. My song. It's the summer of 2018. Yeah. That song is just hilarious. (laughs) Yo, like, yeah, but, yo, Lawrence could be super petty, but like, like you know, like yo, you just just humble bragging, like yo, bad, yo, like you yo, know I'm making six figures now. I'm getting engaged, like yo, how how are things with you? Uh, you know, uh. <laughs> I can see them taking the love and basketball approach. Really, they split up. Lawrence is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Issa's, you know, kind of struggling, but then they come back. He comes back, mm-hmm. engaged and all that, but then like. Old feelings come back, mm. and then ultimately at the end they possibly get back together and all that. See, I but don't. They're just like better, but they're they're in better situations. See, I think that's what people. I think that's what several fans would want to see. Yeah, but I can see them doing it. But can you see them doing it? I can see them doing it, but that's not what I would want to see. I think that's that's too predictable, in my opinion. It is. That's very predictable. <laughs> 
Yeah, just just have Lawrence live his best life. You know, that could be his theme song for life. <laughs> have you heard that song? I haven't heard the song in full. No. Uh, okay. I heard like a, like a snippet. I'll, I will YouTube the fuck out of that song. <laughs> but, uh... You gotta watch the video. Oh, the video? Oh, God, the video is hilarious. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, we will get into some, we will get into another TV, uh, discussion episode, man, at some point. Yeah, man. I, got, I have a couple of guests in mind, too. Okay, all right. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, man, that's pretty much all we got for the headlines and whatnot. And, uh, and as always, you can email the show at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com, as well as leave your comments here in the, uh, episode chat. You are going too fast. I'm going too fast. I'm moving like the Flash, man. I read too many Flash comics. But, uh... Trust me, the foot... Being the Flash ain't all that great. Oh, yeah. If you catch my drift. Uh, way over your head. Yeah, yeah, this way over my head, man. I'm, I'm uh, trying to think. Because we've got question of the week. Last week, last week's question of the week. Mm-hmm. And this week... Uh, this, last week's was, what was your all-time favorite SummerSlam match? Mm-hmm. Um... On Instagram, at Put You On Roof, said Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91. Excellent match. AJ, AJ presents the greater good, which is we will be collaborating with them soon. Mm-hmm. Get a nice good code extra in. Pure For pure enjoyment, the first TLC. Ah, yeah, yeah. And on Facebook, I can never get these things ready. Yeah, just scrolling through. Um, yeah, I'll say another good SummerSlam match, real quick, was uh, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar at the 2013 SummerSlam. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Oh, and Shannon J. Harley said, my son answered this one for me. A tag team between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, they did, was that last year or the year before? Oh, it's got had to have been the year before. Hmm, okay. So, this week, okay. Name what was your favorite yet underrated TV series? Uh, favorite yet underrated TV series, Homeboys in Outer Space. I should smack the shit out of you. <laughs> God, that show is awful. I, you know what? It's probably on YouTube. It probably is, and I am not going out of my way to watch it. I oh, probably man. would. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably would just be like, God damn it, I got it. Hmm. That's a good question. Favorite favorite yet a favorite, favorite yet, yet underrated, underrated TV, TV series. series. Uh, I liked the Small Wonder as a kid. Mm-hmm. Small Wonder, I remember that show. Um I feel like I've answered this before. Um I know it's Phantom Twenty Forty. Like as far as cartoons go in the '90s, that was very underrated. That was a favorite of mine. Um, Spawn the animated series. I feel like it didn't really get its due. That was on HBO, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would go with that. I would go with Spawn the animated series. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Dang. I say like Pacific Blue, <laughs> La Femme Nikita. Yeah, I, I remember the commercials for Lifem Nikita. Duckman. Duckman was. You know, I've seen a couple episodes. It was. It wasn't bad. I watched Duckman religiously as a kid. <laughs> um, underrated favorite yet yeah, underrated. 
Dang, I really, I really can't say. The Hard Times of R.J. Berger. I haven't heard of that one. That was fun. I'm so mad they took that off of Netflix. That show was hilarious. Really? Yeah, it was about a nerd. It was about a nerd who would traditional, you know, traditional high school nerd mm-hmm. who got pantsed in gym. Yeah. And the whole school was able to see. Like everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it was huge. Okay. So like all the girls, like they knew about him now. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so it was like he was a complete nerd that everybody would like pick on, but yet all the girls kind of wanted to get with him. Wow. <laughs> he just went through like a whole bunch of like crazy, like like his parents divorced, and his mom ended up sleeping with the gym teacher who was always a dick to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow. Uh. So yeah, I would go spawn the animated series and Hard Times at R.J. Berger. Okay, and I'll stick with uh, Phantom Twenty Forty. All right. So, yeah, let us know. That should be on the social medias within a day or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else you got? Uh, well, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and watch all of our episodes on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. Google Play. And Google Play, yes. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes as well. Yes, um, you email us anytime at codexpinepodcast at gmail.com. Also, pick up a shirt. We have merchandise. Go to wehavemerch.com forward slash collections forward slash Codex Prime Podcast or just go to wehavemerch.com and search Codex Prime Podcast. We'll be up there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Buy a t-shirt. You'll look 100% more sexy. Sure, yeah. Yeah, man. Look at me. Drink it in, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah but yes uh that's that, that about do it for this week's episode we will we will be back next tuesday same time same channel and as always we will catch you on the flip peace out nerds later